It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. There is no opponent, so there's no opponent Wednesday. We, we will not be following the same schedule in the offseason that we followed in the regular season, And assuming no news breaks, this will be the last show that we do this week. Uh, I do expect that the Packers will make a decision on a new general manager by the end of the week. And so I do expect to do another podcast. But for now, schedule-wise, we aren't going to have another show. It was appropriate, I think, given the news of of this week to to have a show this week. Although I think moving forward, what we're going to plan to do is have a Monday show, a Tuesday show, and a Thursday show. And we'll save the the fourth show as a, as a possibility for breaking news and things of that nature. I, I don't want to overload you with content in the offseason. I know this is an opportunity for, for me, for example, to listen to some popular culture podcasts, some of the, the media podcasts that I listen to. I, I like Nerdist. I like Mark Marin. I like, um, you know, a lot of the Ringer podcasts, Press Box, The Watch, a, a lot of different kinds of shows that are hard to stay caught up on during sports, during the NFL season. And with Packers season all but done, obviously there's still a lot of news, a lot of things to talk about, but the actual football games are over. With that all being true, I, I don't want to overload you with content, but I want to keep you up to date on what's going on. I want to I want to make sure that you're getting the analysis uh, and the news that that you need to be the most informed Packer fan on your street. And so my goal is to provide that as best that I can. Three days a week in the off season, we'll do four days when that's necessary, and then once we once we kick back into high gear uh, in August, I would think. Then we'll get back to four and potentially five days a week, maybe maybe with training camp. We'll see what we're going to do. We, we have to start today with the contract extension for head coach Mike McCarthy. And I wrote about it for SB Nation uh, yesterday about what this contract means. And I don't think it means stability for the head coach. I think, in fact, the opposite is true. Absent a new GM who is going to have some say about the long-term future of the coaching staff in Green Bay, extending McCarthy only does one thing, and that is make sure that McCarthy is not a lame duck in 2018. 2018 was the final year of his contract, and you almost never want your coach on the last year of his deal especially when it's a coach that you'd like to keep around. Now, I think what we're learning is that this season of upheaval 
this offseason is important to the front office to say we need to make a change. And complacency cannot be allowed. It cannot be allowed to creep in and be fostered. And sometimes when you have a coach and a front office led by Ted Thompson, who they worked in a, in a symbiotic way, but also have a similar blind spot in their ability to say, this is how I do things and I, and, and I believe in it. And so we're not going to change it. And the front office, Mark Murphy at the, at the front of this is basically saying, that's not how we're going to do things moving forward. And so Mike McCarthy is being put on notice here. They're going to bring in a new GM and he's going to evaluate you, Mike, in 2018. And we don't have to, we don't have to keep you beyond that if we don't want to. And this new GM doesn't have to keep you beyond that if he doesn't want to. We'll have the option. But we may not exercise it. We may not. We may, we may not. But in 2018, the Packers can be a Super Bowl team. And you don't want your head coach playing on a prove-it deal in, in a year like that, especially with a first-year GM. So you're going to take that out of the equation. Mike McCarthy is going to be the coach next year for sure. Mark Murphy reiterated that in his press conference. He said, Mike McCarthy is our coach. But he said, Mike McCarthy is our coach this season, meaning 2018. He did not make any sort of assurances beyond that. And I think that that part of this is telling. This is a message to everyone in the organization. You will be out if we feel like you've become complacent. And if you're not living up to the standards that we set here in Green Bay. This is title town for a reason. And if you're not bringing us closer to our goal, which is winning a Super Bowl, then you're holding us back. And if that's the case, then we need to find someone who is not going to hold us back. That has to be the message. And that is the message from the front office. Now, we don't, we don't know all the details surrounding these changes and, and how they came about. Bob McGinn did some reporting on his website that suggests that this came from the board of trustees in Green Bay, which is a fascinating wrinkle because it's the exact kind of move that many critics of the Packers organizational structure, such as they are, said could never happen. That accountability was difficult because there is no single owner or ownership group or ownership family to come in and say, this isn't good enough and we need to change. And yet, if McGinn's reporting is to be believed, and, and he deserves the benefit of the doubt, some of the some of the details in the article, it it is. I was having a, a discussion with this about this with a media friend of mine, and I said I, I I have to believe that Bob has more sources than than he put on paper, and this is without getting too bogged in bogged down with how the sausage is made. There are a lot of things that journalists hear and media people hear that they can't report. I hear stuff all the time from other from other media people, from people around the league, from uh, you know sort of tertiary people that I can't report. I don't have it strong enough to report it. But if you hear from a couple people off the record or in these informal settings about something and then you have someone who's willing to go on the record you feel comfortable reporting it. 
So in this report from Bob McGinn is stuff from family members and it's kind of vague. Bob has been doing this for a lot longer than I have. He is a Hall of Famer for a reason. So you, you have to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust his journalistic instincts. He has this solid enough to report it. And so we're going to believe it. I have to believe he's got more than what he's saying. I have to believe someone important, someone with some real pull off the record said this is the deal. And he was able to get someone good enough sort of anonymously on the record to report it. Now, that doesn't suggest necessarily that Mark Murphy wanted to make this move, but the board of directors said, we're going to do this. He acquiesced at the very least. We don't know if, if he was on board, but he certainly acquiesced. He did it. And Ted Thompson is going to be transitioned to a role to be determined or to, basically to be made up by the Green Bay Packers. It is not a role that exists in most organizations. It's not a role that exists currently. He's going to continue to scout. He's going to continue to advise in some capacity what exactly we don't know. But so this is this is all a part of a cultural change. Just the move with Thompson is not enough, especially if, as Bob reported, this was more about you know Thompson getting up there in age and, and maybe no longer able physically uh, to, to handle the stresses and and the work needed to give everything that he can to this job. And, and maybe it wasn't about performance and just sort of about like, hey, we don't we don't think he's up to it anymore. And that happens. You, you can think of there's there's plenty of, of times in professional settings other than pro sports where, where this kinds of thing happen. But then the McCarthy contract. Because if, if Ted Thompson gets transitioned and they sign McCarthy to a five-year deal and they pay him a boatload of money, well, then there's that's a mixed message. And you say, okay, well, then the Ted Thompson thing isn't a signal of anything broader. Taken in conjunction with one another, they're meaningful. And they signal something, a change. And that change was necessary. And that, that change is accountability. And that change is adaptation. And that is a, a willingness to say, this isn't working and we need to we need to put some people's feet to the fire. We need to create a sense of urgency. We have the best player in football and we're not winning enough. Why? Well, maybe our GM isn't isn't physically and mentally able to cut it anymore because he's just he is he has lived a full life. He played in the, in the NFL for almost a decade. He's been scouting forever. Maybe he's just burned out. He's he's getting up there in age. He's 65 going on 90 given given all that he's done. Pro sports is a young man's game. So maybe we need to inject new blood into our organization. Maybe that's the thought process. That that's what it seems like the thought process could be. And and what that means Yet, in terms of who's going to be brought in, we don't know. But all of this is a signal of seismic change, of significant upheaval in the Packers organization. And I think you could make the argument that it's a little late, that maybe this should have been done a year or two years ago. 
But if you believe that Aaron Rodgers is, as he says he is, going to play into his 40s, then it's being done with enough time to make a change while they can. And while there's time to fix it and give this team the resources it needs and the right coaches and the right personnel people to get back and win another Super Bowl. Before we move on, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. By now, you've heard me tell you a million times, all you need to do to enter to win is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes, and you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value and gets you access to everything behind their paywall, at least in the Edge subscription realm. That means player grades, tools, pro football focus charting, NFL draft content, fantasy football content, all of it could be yours. And all you have to do to enter to win is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of the podcast on iTunes. It is that easy. The reopening is right around the corner and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Do you really want the next person to see your down there hair to think you weren't expecting anyone to see it? No one wants that. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, water resistant, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the perfect one two punch to keep your one two punch fresh all day long. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean so you can too. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code locked on. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, let's go throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted. And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the second thing I want to get to is something that we talked about yesterday, and that is this idea of a talent drain by just by nature of what's going on in Green Bay because someone 
of the, the, the top four candidates for this GM job was always going to be left out. And someone was going to feel left out and someone was going to have the opportunity regardless, probably. I mean, even if Ted Thompson stays, someone's going to have the opportunity to move on. But Ted Thompson being transitioned means one of those guys is going to get the job, which by definition means three guys won't. And there's going to be some feeling of I should have had that job. And if I'm not going to be considered for that job, or I'm not going to have the opportunity to get that job anytime soon because I'm waiting for this job, I'm going to move on. And that's exactly what Alonzo Highsmith did. He is going to join the Cleveland Browns organization with John Dorsey, his former colleague in Green Bay. This is an excellent move for Cleveland as they reshape their front office, an excellent move by John Dorsey to bring in a respected personnel person. The, The NFL releases these lists. I mentioned the list earlier in the week. The NFL releases these watch lists, assistant coaches who could be head coaches and personnel, front office people who could be general managers. Alonzo Highsmith was on that list. And so there was speculation that he was going to have the opportunity to be a GM this offseason. And obviously he's not going to have that opportunity because he's going to go take this, this position with the Cleveland Browns. And they have a tremendous amount of of draft capital to work with. They are apparently saddled with their head coach, who is 1-31 and and apparently is going to survive all of this for reasons that are completely unclear. But there was always going to be a drain on talent. It's the same thing that, that I was talking about with if you draft good players and you bring in good players, you can't sign them all. If the Packers continue to put out quality personnel people, and this is, I mean, this is unparalleled, the Ron Wolf tree, to have Ted Thompson, John Dorsey, Reggie McKenzie, John Schneider, I mean, multiple Super Bowl winning GMs on the list. We'll see what happens with Reggie McKenzie in Oakland as as that franchise goes through some significant changes as well this offseason. Maybe John Dorsey is the guy to to bring a championship to Cleveland. He did a hell of a job in Kansas City, I know that. And and the only reason that they're in the playoffs now is because of John Dorsey. But the Packers still have three quality guys in-house that they can bring in. The potential for John Schneider still remains. Now, whether or not they need to offer compensation to bring in Schneider, we, it's a little unclear because GM contracts are not usually made public. Player contracts, coaching contracts, usually we get all the details there. In front offices, we don't normally. And so we have to sort of parse and put two and two together and figure out what's going on. Now, we know he doesn't have an opt-out to go to Green Bay. The, these things can be built into contracts. And then Never confirmed or denied that he had one in his first contract, which is interesting. It is possible that because he doesn't seem to have an opt-out, if we believe what he told the press, and, and he has no incentive to lie, I suppose, that John Schneider would be, would, it would be required for Seattle to get compensation to let him leave to become the, the general manager. I, it's unclear at this point what all needs to happen there. The NFL has weird rules about stuff like this. So uh, my my assumption would be compensation is probably where Green Bay would draw the line because is John Schneider so much better than the guys that they have in-house that 
they feel like they need to give up picks or a player or whatever to, to get him. I don't know. That that team is is rebuilding. There was a report on Tuesday that Cam Chancellor may never play again. And Cliff Averill may never play again because of their neck injuries. And Michael Bennett seemed resigned to the idea that he's going to be moving on and they're going to be going with youth. Well, who better to usher in a youth movement than a general manager who built the Legion of Boom, who built a historically great defense and a Super Bowl winning team. And the Washington Post did a piece, it was either a year or two years ago, that, that basically said John Schneider is the best drafter of the last 20 years. And they, they offered a statistical analysis of, of that. And it's it's frankly hard to argue when you look at who they brought in and where they drafted them, when they drafted them, and, and all of those things. I think John Schneider is, is, if he's not the best GM in football, he's one of the three best. And so if Green Bay had the opportunity to get him, I think that would be great. But if they're comfortable with someone in-house, if they're excited about that, if they think that, that they can do a better job than Ted Thompson, then then go that route. If you don't have to give up something to get a very good or what you assume will be a very good GM, then hire them. And that's why I expect this move to be made by the end of the week because I think Mark Murphy has someone in mind. I don't think he makes the move if he doesn't believe that he has someone that he can get that will be just as good or better. And so we're still waiting to see who that person is. Now, one thing that I that I want to mention before we move on is... There's been a lot of speculation about why Ted Thompson's job performance may have slipped, a lot of body language doctoring about, oh, does he have this ailment? Does he have this? Is he this kind of sick? Does he have mental health problems? Is he senile? Is does he is he showing early signs of dementia? Does he have ALS? I mean, there's all sorts of speculation on the internet about this. And and frankly, I think it's gross. And number one, it's gross because if any of those things are true, it is painful. It is horrible for him. It's horrible for his family. And anyone that has ever had a loved one go through something like that would never make a joke about a guy who has dementia or ALS or whatever, or or any sort of mental health problems or CTE, frankly. The jokes aren't funny. I guarantee you whatever joke you think you're going to make is not funny. It's gross. So don't do it. You don't need to make the joke. Okay? You don't. It's not funny. And and if he doesn't have any of those things, and, and God willing, he doesn't. But then what kind of garbage person are you to make a joke about someone that doesn't have mental health problems and you are going to or or brain trauma or a brain disease a nerve disease and you're making a joke I mean are you kidding me it's 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 disgraceful don't do it and if you see someone do it tell them to stop being a dick tell them not to do it hold each other accountable be better because that kind of stuff, it's just, it's, it's, it is theoretically above you. But I mean, if you do it, it's obviously not above you. You're just proving that, that you're insensitive, you are callous, and you lack empathy. 
And if, if you're just chilled being all those things, then, then that's on you. But that says more about you than anything else. Even just speculating about it. Who are you? Who are you to speculate about someone else's brain health? I mean, get out of here. It's ridiculous. I mean, have, have some human decency for crying out loud. It, it is so disappointing when you see Twitter accounts that make fun of, of Ted Thompson, the, the, the water bottle gif where he has to pull it up, his you know shots of him with his mouth open. By the way, one of the guys I work with at Acme Packing showed me a picture of Ted Thompson from, from college, I think. It's a black and white photo, so I assume college, with his mouth open. It might just, that just might be him. That just might be who he just might be a fly catcher. Might just be a, a guy who just, that's just how he looks. And, and if, if the Packers really were concerned about his mental status, why does he have a job in the organization? Why is he still going to be involved in the scouting department? If they thought this guy had something seriously wrong with him, he's not employed by the team. So your jokes, your speculation, your body language doctoring, keep it. Keep it to yourself. Don't tweet about it. Don't post it on Facebook. Don't talk about it. Don't make jokes about it. Don't be a jerk. There's no need. There's no need. Number one, because it's the, it's the humane thing to do. And number two, he's still the same guy that drafted Aaron Rodgers. He's still the same guy that built a Super Bowl winning team. So at the very least, give the guy some freaking respect. I want to believe Packer Nation is better than that. And unfortunately, too many of them have proven that, that they're not. So let's hold each other accountable. Let's not pile on. Let's not make jokes. You don't have to make a joke. Did you know that? If you go on Twitter, you don't you don't have to make bad jokes. You don't, I mean, I, I make I make bad jokes, but like, let's not make gross jokes. Let's not make inhumane jokes. How do how are you helping by doing that? Does it make you feel better? Because if if it does, then then maybe you're the one that has mental health problems, and you should see someone about it because you have issues that you need to work through. And I'm not being flippant. I'm not being cavalier. I'm being serious. It's the new year. Make a resolution to not be a jerk. It's pretty easy. I know there's no good transition from that. I got, I got a little heated, got a little worked up, but it's just one of those things that that I feel passionately about. And so uh, I, I, needed to, I needed to get that off my chest. But there is plenty to be worked up about in Milwaukee with the Bucks. Because Giannis is a top five player. He has been an absolute joy to watch this season. Jabari Parker, his return is is relatively imminent, it seems. Maybe they have a trade to make. I still think this is a team that can can compete in the Eastern Conference. Stay up to date with everything going on with the Bucks, With Locked On Bucks. they are going to continue to produce content at a high level for months. And so if you still need your sports fix, your Wisconsin sports a team that is fighting for the playoffs, unlike the, the Packers, then stay locked on Bucks the same way you would stay locked on Packers. Before we get out of here, some, some just some news things to clean up, and, and it, it brings me to a point that I want to make, but number one, Bruce Arians retired in Arizona, as did Carson Palmer. So that is a team completely without direction, and the Packers do play the NFC West next year, so they'll play 
the Carson Palmer-less, Bruce Arians-less Cardinals. That is, that is a big domino in the NFC. John Fox out in Chicago. Jim Caldwell out in Detroit. Chuck Pagano out in Indianapolis. Ben McAdoo already out in New York. Rick Smith, the GM of the Texans, out. Bill O'Brien reportedly working on a, an extension in Houston. Marvin Lewis, after saying he was out, is back with an extension in Cincinnati. And Jack Del Rio is out reportedly for John Gruden. They're just essentially working out, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and figuring out how much of Mark Davis's team John Gruden is going to own at the end of all of this. One of the reasons I, I bring this up is because the Lions fired their coaches, the Bears fired their coaches, the Packers fired their defensive coordinator, defensive line coach, linebackers coach, have reportedly considered demoting their offensive coordinator, transitioned their GM. Meanwhile, the Vikings have a first round buy that they earned with their third string quarterback. This offseason, the 2017 season underscored one thing, and, and in some ways it's appropriate that the Aaron Rodgers injury happened against Minnesota. The Vikings are an NFC favorite with a third string quarterback. And they're the team that proved that the other team in their division that could have been a first round by team is overly reliant on their quarterback. There is something truly symmetrical about that. Something symbolic, something meaningful about that. Their roster is better outside of the quarterback position. And I wrote about it a couple weeks ago and we, we talked about it Vikings week. But all of this is is good is a good reminder that fortunes can change in the NFL in a hurry and just a couple years of falling behind of not quite living up to the standards that you've set can set you back and that's why Green Bay is in the position that it is in and why Minnesota is in the position that it is in and it is a hard pill for Packers fans to swallow and, and rightly so. They need to get back on track, the Packers do. They need to find the path back to being the team that everyone else in the NFC North is scared of. The Lions swept them for the first time in 25 years. The Vikings swept them. They missed the playoffs. They're a sub-500 team. The number one biggest place where the Packers have fallen behind is on defense. They've made that change. And in part because Dom Capers ha has failed, but in part because Ted Thompson has failed to hit on his defensive picks. Rick Spielman has hit his. There's something really, really beautiful about how that all just fits together. Beautiful in a painful way if you're a Packers fan. And so this is their opportunity to reset, to get back on track. They still have Aaron Rodgers. And that makes them a Super Bowl contender because the rest of this team, there's still talent on this team. The offensive line is still very good. The defensive line is potentially very good. Blake Martinez blossomed into a star this season. Kenny Clark blossomed into a star. They have multiple quality running backs. Once Ty Montgomery gets healthy, they have an embarrassment of riches at the running back position. They could use another pass catcher. They could probably use another corner and they could definitely use another edge rusher. 
And and if I'm being honest, I, I don't love this draft, but Roquan Smith, the Georgia linebacker, I mean, the performance he put on in the Rose Bowl was a tour de force. He is absolutely on the Packers' radar at 14, I think. He, he would be there. He would give them some speed and athleticism, instincts, some nasty. And, and man, I think he would be a good pick. I know they have bigger needs, but I just think he is an incredible player. My early draft crush. You'll hear a lot more about my draft crushes as we move forward in this process. I, I don't, like I said, I don't love this draft. And so it's sort of one of those weird things that the Packers are going to have their best pick in a number of years in a draft that, that isn't particularly great. But this front office, whoever, whoever comes in, they have to make it work. So we're going we're gonna to find out who that is, hopefully soon. And when we do find out, I will hop on. We will do a show. I will put out the bat signal. We'll get it done. If we don't hear this week, then this is the last show for this week. I'll talk to you next week. And we will have plenty more content as we work through. Remember, we're going to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday as the schedule moving forward. But if you're subscribing to the show, it'll just magically appear in your phone. I appreciate that. If you subscribe, if you rate the show on iTunes, you put your name and your Twitter handle in a review, you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. I don't know if you've heard that. Have I told you that before? It's all there. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. All of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. And as always, stay Locked on Packers. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.